0: the tune in app or you can just tune in to heat100radio.com or facebook live sports rep podcast llc is the group page also simultaneous on instagram at sports rep underscore d you can get it and if you can't get in today by wednesday at the latest video will be up on youtube and some audio will probably be up tomorrow or wednesday at the latest as well but nonetheless i'm here today and really good monday coming off a good weekend some good football games um you see i'm wearing my eagles gear so i'm in support of my guys but aside from that and we're going to get to that but aside from that it was just a really good football weekend in my opinion uh and we're going to talk about it you know is what we do but as always beginning beginning what we do we got some news and some updates to give to you to keep you up to date what's going on in the sports world other than the actual games we got some other stuff that we'd like to give you we always like to keep you in tune so here we go maya moore uh, officially announces her retirement from the wnba the alabama basketball player darius miles um, was arrested for capital murder he was ultimately also charged with providing the weapon in this shooting 49ers D'Amico Ryans is expected to meet with meet and interview with four teams. Um so listen uh Mr. Levert216. Thanks for tuning in. That's the IG folks. I'm there too. Instagram live, you know, when you let me when I see you join in, I will definitely give you a wave or give you a shout out um as well. Also on Facebook, because I'm doing some double things here i'm doing some simultaneous here when you get on instagram when you get on the facebook make sure you let me know who you are when you comment so i can acknowledge you um as do uh yeah so D'Amico ryan's yeah baldy's still a part mr mr yeah mr lever 216 baldy is still a part of it that's my guy we're gonna talk to him because you know we we a show divided right now but we're gonna talk about that when we get to our um super bowl i mean we get to our uh, nfc championship when our NFL talk mel mel my guy all the way from down north carolina thanks for tuning in bro um i know you had a good weekend um tell my homie uh sorry uh her fans her other fans her cohorts brought that on when they uh decided to talk smack you know they should have took a lesson from minnesota when minnesota came in here trying to talk smack um, so we'll see we'll see but thanks for tuning in bro yes yes um okay thanks for that like i said on facebook i've seen a couple people chime in again let me know who you are so i can give you your shout outs um and let you know acknowledge let you know right let you know that i acknowledge you um as a tuning as a tuned in member continuing aaron donald studs the nfl with the apparent retirement reference but then i saw a couple days later that he might have changed that so Eh, don't really know about what's going on with Aaron Donald. We'll see. Uh, Georgia football player and a staff member were killed in an auto accident. And this was shortly after their repeat championship, which is a sad story, which kind of like dampens, in my opinion, in some ways, dampens the celebration of them winning back-to-back titles. Um, so, Or it could also go the other way. It could also mean even more. You know, now that you lost two guys, two, pe- t- two members of the family, And you know it it could be could be mean a lot more. Um, Let's see where we three three main candidates have emerged for the Broncos vacancy: Sean Payton, John Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, and Dan Quinn. So I think that's down to two now because Harbaugh has stated that he will return to Michigan. So it's two there, and there's an arguable like I mentioned earlier, D'Amico Ryan's. He could possibly get an interview interview for that job as well. So when I get to the football talk, there's another thing I'm going to add in there, you know, about how some things could change for some of the teams um, that are in the playoffs, still in the playoffs right now. Some things could change, um, especially in the NFC. But we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, Again, here it is. I just the great segue to that Eagles defensive coordinator, uh, Jonathan Gannon, emerges as a top candidate for the Texans' job. Uh, We'll see. The Chargers fired their offensive coordinator after uh, Peyton is coaching the Cowboys next year. Who was that on Facebook? Somebody just typed in, Peyton is coaching the Cowboys next year. Please, please tell me who you are so I can acknowledge you. Um, Like I said, I want to acknowledge you for your comments, so please let me know who you are. Somebody just typed in, Peyton will be coaching the Cowboys next year, and that's a reference to Sean Peyton. Uh, the Bucks. Uh, I'm sorry, the Chargers fired their offensive coordinator after their playoff collapse. The Bucks also fired Byron Lethwich. Uh, the Browns have hired Jim Schwartz as their new d- defensive coordinator. Brady says he's taking it one day at a time. Uh, yeah, they, the Chargers will definitely hire Sean Payton. Tell me who you are. Um, yeah, I hear your comments and I'm reading it for you. Just let me know who you are um, in the next comment that you make uh brady says he's taking it one day at a time um and on his future you know um uh, i could talk quite a bit about how i feel about that situation because i honestly saw throughout the season my guy richard thank you brother appreciate you <laughs> um i actually am not really in a great way about that situation i said i think that situation is going to play itself out the way it will and i'm just going to let it happen i'm not going to really harp too much on it but again throughout this season i felt like tom brady showed where he is now in his career Uh, the team was eight and nine they got in the playoffs i mean they got in the playoffs because they won a division eight and nine a game below 500 winning the division so it tells me Tells, you, tell us, tells us all what we know about that division. It's a, a bad division, poor division. Um, the other side of it is his play was just not what everyone will say we are used to as far as Tom Brady when everyone calls him to go. And you all know how I feel about that situation. We're not going to get into that part right now. But it showed. Um, it also showed in the wild card game against the Cowboys last week. He's not the same. And I've always said that this is, I think, the toughest thing. Jay Myers, my guy, appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in on the IG. Uh, Richard says, Brady needs a perfect offense around him now. He's starting to show that. Yeah, that's what I was kind of alluding to, Rich. I was saying that, like, you see what it is. And what I've always said was that a lot of these athletes have had great careers um solid careers or in their minds or let me say solid careers or great careers then it gets to a point in their mind where they get older in age the body can't do um what they wanted to do as they were doing it before and it's a hard grab for them at that level especially at that professional level it's a hard grasp for them to pick up on that and say look i i i can't do it my, my brain says do it but the body says no like i said when i met, when i make this reference i always reference the kobe bryant documentary where kobe bryant basically said he said my mind was telling me i can do things but the body couldn't do it and i knew that was time but again like i said i'm not um upset or discouraging i don't feel some type of way i just take it for what it is and I understand that for athletes, especially at that pro level, when you get to the point where you get older and you've had a pretty good career, a solid career or a great career, it's very hard to come to grips with the time, with the situation that you can't do it like you used to. And you may be time to start looking at hanging up the shoes, hanging up the cleats, hanging up the hockey, putting up the hockey stick, whatever, you know, wall in the baseball bag, whatever you need to do. It gets to that point. But it's tough uh Mr. Lavert 216. Yeah, we're going to definitely talk about that matchup in just a few minutes. Um let's see, where were we? liv Golf um is on the verge of announcing the TV deal. When I talked about this way back when I, I said that I felt like something was going to happen and I was also very curious as to where um their funding came from for the purses that they were putting out and, and how they needed to have this media presence or needed to be focused on some stuff to get them out. And now apparently they're announcing a TV deal. So we'll see what happens with that and how everything plays out still with them and the PGA. Former NFL player Jarrell Poe was arrested on kidnapping charges. Uh, The Titans hire 49ers director of player personnel um, to be their next GM, and his name is Ron Carthen. Harbaugh, said like I earlier said, to return to Michigan. Um, a Michigan staffer was placed on um, administrative leave amid police investigation, and later he was fired due to that same um, police investigation. LeBron Vince um, asked week um, about refs not making calls, which is nothing new, something that happens with him a lot. Uh, the Dolphins fired their defensive coordinator after three seasons. The Ravens are confident that they can reach a deal with Lamar Jackson. The Ravens and OC, co- Offensive Coordinator Greg Roman, agreed to part ways. Usain Bolt was apparently scammed out of his entire life savings, which was apparently about um, uh, let's see, if it was apparently about twelve mil was estimated, and they left him with twelve thousand. Um, and his reports are out that Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes has suffered a high ankle sprain. And we know those high ankle sprains. We know how those injuries can be. Um, that's one of those injuries that is nagging. Jay Myers um, on the IG. Folks, I'm here too. More H- IG too. Ask what's underscore D. Check me out. Tune in. Let me know you're here. I'll shout you out. Uh, Jay Myers, he says, uh, with the kidnapping. he you say kidnapping? Yeah. If it was his own kid, that's wild. Yeah, it's really wild. Um, I didn't really get into a lot of details on that story, but I just thought it was weird, you know, when I saw it. So I added it in today. Uh, so right now, and I thank everybody that's tuned in. Mr. LeVert uh 216, Jay Myers, my guy, my other guy on Facebook, uh, Richard Drummond. Uh on other the last one on Instagram, Mel, my guy, from down in North Carolina, Eagles fan, another House Divided down there uh... so we got some things to get to folks we we got some stuff that we need to get to first thing i want to do is i just want to do this real quick had to give a shout out that applause to you see the hat i'm wearing it you see the t-shirt my philadelphia eagles for their destroying of the new york giants over the weekend um yeah that Bolt situation was crazy i think it was some real estate stuff which is usually how them guys get got but yeah check look into that because they said he was like had 12 million jay and left him with like twelve thousand, which is crazy i mean but then again some people might argue and say at least they left him with something but it's a shame you know that um all those guys a lot of those guys get got like that yes sir clap it up for the birds yes indeed so uh where was i just now all right melly fly eagles fly that's what i'm talking about so we gave some applause for the birds and we're going to start there um with with that game saturday even though that was saturday it was the, still the weekend so we're going to go back to saturday and we're going to start that game saturday night game at the link um and, and just a little tidbit uh the NFL <laughs> gave us, Philadelphia fans, twelve hours of drinking. Um, let me see. Ah, missed that comment from you, Rich. Um, I missed that comment from you, Rich. Um, copy it and resend it again. I was running my mouth real quick, so I missed it and it went out. Uh yeah, so the Eagles and the NFL, NFL did. Philadelphia fans a favor. Um, they thought they tricked us when they scheduled the Eagles game for eight fifteen, and we all know the tailgating. And we know how we do down at the link. So parking lots didn't open until four. You know when they open the games at one, they open early, but late game, night game, parking lots don't open till four. Ha ha! The NFL underestimated the crazy crafty intellectual looking for a party any reason to look for a party philadelphia fans so there was a lacrosse game scheduled in the park in ross farco center so you know what the eagles fans did they bought t- So, NFL, whatever you did in your research, try it again because it didn't work. It didn't work at all. We got our you-know-what in and we did what we did. And then our team, our guys got on the field and did what they did. So, real quick, you know, they always say it's tough to beat a team twice in a season. Even tougher to beat a team three times. And the eagles did it this year beat the giants rich okay which is common he says how about them eagles punted, saying the giants are going to beat the eagles i said if the eagles run the ball with the best o-line we'll take care of it absolutely uh and, and i think you know like i was telling people a lot too rich i told people they should have the giants fans that brought on that you know what kicking should have um Thought about and went back and replayed and remembered what happened when Minnesota tried the same thing. So what happened to them, Minnesota? And the Minnesota was quite the opposite. Minnesota came down and drove down and scored right away and was hype and never saw the end zone again. Or in our game um, against the Giants, they didn't see the end zone till the third quarter. But nonetheless, thirty-eight-seven. Ironically, same score few years ago when we beat minnesota same score same date january 21st a few years ago that game against minnesota was the championship game to get to the super bowl this one was the divisional round to get to the NFC championship so we look at i mean i mean i can go through the stats like i had intended to uh and it's a lot of things you can talk about a lot of things you can take away from this game uh you can take away that the Eagles um were the dominant team, the far more superior team. Rich, uh Eagles defensive line was dominant, Reddick was all over the field, absolutely. Um, Jay Myers on the Instagram said so not even a field goal after that. That's tough. Yeah, it, you know, um that shows where this defense is. It shows the growth of our defensive coordinator. Um, On the other side of the ball, it shows the growth of our quarterback. It shows the improvements um, made to the team by our GM, uh, Big Jim 71. Thanks for tuning in. Um, It uh, it shows the improvement of the coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball. So there are improvements from last season all the way across the board. And I think most importantly – and it's been talked about slightly, um, as Jen, I'm to give reference Jalen Hurts, as in the conversation for the MVP. Um, I saw a tweet, I think yesterday or the day before, maybe it was yesterday, because they played Saturday, it was, it was yesterday, and it showed, and it was kind of referencing how in the Kansas City game, uh, when Patrick Mahomes got hurt, Chad Henney comes in, takes a 98-yard drive and scores a touchdown. It was kind of representing, like, oh, but Gardner mentioned he was not doing that. So Jalen Hurts is very much important to our team. And I said that same thing when he sat out those two games um, and then came back. You know, they were going to take it easy. But then, like, Saturday's game, they're, they're pro- slowly bringing him back up to where we want him to be. Um, he said he feels better, feels a lot better. And and like you say, you, you know, from what we saw, from what we've seen the entire season, and, and I'm just going to run through his stats for yesterday. Um, you saw what a healthy hurts is to the Eagles, and he is an MVP player. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, his stats um, Sunday and, and Saturday, I'm sorry. And some people may argue average mediocre. Um, 16 to 24, 154 yards, two touchdowns no interceptions um difference was the eagles ran the ball he didn't have to throw the ball too much like they outmatched the giants in, in a lot of areas um it's been ongoing it's been conversation for several years um the okay and the praying hands who was that please let me know who you are um it's been ongoing dialogue for 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 quite a few years now uh about the eagles offensive line and let's start let's start there with that one facet of where we are with this football thing and this recap of this game because the recap of this game is going to be somewhat boring if you will for some people because it's totally one-sided and you can argue Um, that I'm biased but no I'm not going to be biased today I'm an Eagles fan and I'm going to tell you some things that I saw um, within the Eagles game and I'm going to show you tell you some things okay Lowell Rich thank you brother and I'm going to tell you some things that I saw in the 49ers game yesterday Um, Jay Myers on IG he says we barely lost those two games without Hurst that should say a lot about time it definitely does say a lot um giants couldn't match up how physical our line is I'm running up our running again yeah. great great points uh jay myers and ml and again what i was getting to is i said like the, the offensive line like i said we'll start there been in the dialogue been in conversation for the last several years even when it got to the point where things were getting shaky when we got to the whole firing of doug peterson and all the carson went situation even in the midst of all that there was still always talk about this Eagles offensive line being the best, being, being one of the best, if not the best right now, last two games, same opponent. We finished the season against the giants and, and we're right. They rested players because they were locked into where they were um, in the playoffs. So you not totally get that. understand that. And I'm not discrediting. I'm not going to discredit that game. Okay i'm gonna take it for what it is we should have beat them we could have beat them anyway but let's call a spade a spade they rested players key players we were the better team our quarterback was coming back we should have beat them than we did plain and simple we get a week off they play amazing game against minnesota two things i took from that game and this is just backtracking a little bit the minnesota game uh minnesota minnesota giants game the giants went in there with the mind frame riding their momentum figuring we don't have anything to lose this is a team that we can go in and we can probably get this team on the other side of the ball minnesota basically showed you who they were they're kind of like the dallas cowboys you don't know what you're going to get and the giants really really beat them went all out and beat them they attempted to ride that momentum Man, and, and the eagles beat minnesota the eagles are a m- m- more well-rounded team we're a better team and again that offensive it starts that off giants um beef versus eagle game 63 point differential giants are the superior team how people didn't think the eagles would show up yeah yeah rich you know it, it, it's it's crazy how how people thought that anyway but nonetheless it is what it is and again like i said the offensive line in my opinion right now is the best in the nfl 200 and let me see what was our total team rushing yards on saturday so we had 44 rushing attempts leading into 268 total rushing yards Okay, like I said, 154. It was still almost 200 yards passing, but like I said, the running game and, and what I've been saying all season long is these coaches on the Eagles' coaching staff has improved. They learned some things that they learned some things about their players, their personnel. They did what I always say. Coaches, in my opinion should do more of and, and and this is goes back to a plenty of conversations we had um let's see 268 yards with the eagles rush like that they will beat any team in the nfl yes i i think think so too rich my sister thanks for tuning in on the ig side listen i talked to y'all about her too men two sports management um ladies first sports management check her out you know that's my girl my sister from the shy uh let's see i got a quick question just jay myers do you think the Eagles would have made four straight conference championships with Andy Reid? Um actually they did. Um they only got the advance of the Super Bowl once, but they did. Um this team where they are right now I think if they keep everything together and, and you know one of the reasons that I was going to get to this and I might still have time too, is to is Saul Cardillo say for four reasons why um howie roseman should be uh executive of the year because he set this team up to be successful for the next several years and i can easily sit here and, and maybe even quite honestly say we didn't expect it to be this good okay we expected our team to be better especially with that draft night trade and we picking up pick up aj brown we knew Devonte smith was going to be better And we knew that Jalen Hurts was going to be better. We didn't think he was going to be MVP better, but we are going to take it and we love it. But again, Eagles offensive line, it starts there. When they get mean, dirty, and nasty, like Richard said, there's not a team that can beat us if we can run the ball like that. And a lot of things that people have been also saying, adding in on the national stage, is the fact that with the way that we can run the ball, with the offensive line that we have, with the defense, and I'm going to get to that in a second, we have tools, like Nate Burleson said this morning, I heard him say, he said, you talk about teams that have weaknesses, He said, right now, way the Eagles are looking, there's not a weakness. And we know what A.J. Brown is. We know what Devontae Smith is. D- Dallas got it. Arguably, one of the best tight ends in the league again we get to that offensive line and then like we said with howie roseman the pieces that he brought in uh the three running backs boston scott is the giant killer miles sanders had a career year kenny gangwell is that consistent third down back that can do both run between the tackles run or three team run between the tackles and run outside and catch the ball out of the backfield now with that being said and then you mix in a quarterback who has shown you this year that he can make all the throws. Um uh, one real quick, um uh, Mr. Levert 26, 216. I'm sorry. He says he commends L Lane Johnson for playing last game. Um I look at their roster, they have two other tackles, a six-six that can fill in. You cannot put a right guard at the tackle spot unless it was big old right guard Brooks. Yeah, that that you make sense. That makes sense. I get that, and I do applaud Lane Johnson as well myself. So getting back to um the thing you add in a quarterback that's mobile that has shown you that he's worked on this his technique his his game he can make the throws and he can extend plays and he can run the ball and he's not a tough tackle he's not an easy tackle Back there. yes sir thank you jay appreciate you tuning in bro Wish you all the best over there, man. Do your thing. I see you. I see you. Every time you post something, I see you. So keep doing your thing over there, bro. I'm watching. So now we move. Let's move to the defensive side of the ball. You talk about defenses and you talk about matchups. Um you see what Lane Johnson means to that line, and he will he is a wall out there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um you move to the defensive side of the ball. Another case, in my opinion, for Howie Roseman, getting a very good look and a shot at executive of the year. The defensive line was pretty stout last season. You drafted the rookie, the run stopper, Jordan Davis, was good from a solid program, national championship program in Georgia, plug up that middle. And the guys we had last year were, were, were good. They were solid guys. You bring in a Hassan Reddick. We had a glitch in the program in the, in the first loss against Washington. You go out and you get Linval Joseph. You also, prior to that, you, you made uh, Lonnie, my guy, long time brother. Good for tuning in. and Thanks for tuning in, bro. Uh Then you, you make that trade for Robert Quinn, which was a steal because Chicago's still paying most of that salary, so that was a steal. Then... You look up, and again, they bring in Indomitian Sue. So you have a defense that has defensive front that has 70 total sacks for the season. 70. Let's see. Uh, Mel says, always a pleasure, good bro. Praying for a terrific year for you and the family. Definitely, definitely. Cannot wait to see you guys soon um and to be back in the studio with you real soon listen man you got to see here anytime you up this way give me the heads up let me know we can work things out and get it put together hey lonnie it's good man working you know doing my thing glad you tuned in as well um our defensive front now is like two starting defensive fronts (laughs) and then you have better linebackers you bring bringing in kaiser white i mean tj Edwards which is emerging but then you bring in a Kazir white so you bring better you got better linebacker play and then you got that secondary you made another trade with the saints and you get cj gardner johnson ball hawk um how he should be gm of the year you have joseph and sue on the bench quinn and now you add reddick Kazir white edwards and yeah listen i'm getting to that right now too and then you add in that ball hawking hungry secondary two corners that could arguably be shut down corners james bradbury yes yes yeah plus plus cj absolutely rich um james bradbury big play slay and like you said you you moved you have an injury to Vontae matters who was becoming um a very very good uh slot corner for you um due to injury you bring cj back and because of the pick up in the play of Blankenship, you can throw him now, CJ, the ball hawk, you can throw CJ in the slot, which they did against the Giants. Um, yes, sir, my sister, the IPWB League tuned in. Thank you, thank you. So now you got CJ in the slot. You got the young Blankenship and, ship and Epson safety, but you got the corners. That, like I said, arguably lockdown down corners. So getting to that, And I know I got some San Francisco fans. Like I said, I started out as a show divided. Um, My guys are both 49ers fans, so I'm outnumbered here. Two to one, if you will, one to one, whatever. Uh, I'm the Eagles fan. 49ers fans are usually in the building. None of them are here today, so it is what it is. But what I wanted to get to, and it's especially now that I get to it before i get away from it and i noticed some things yesterday and when you know i'm gonna get to this i'm gonna take a break then i'm gonna come back and we're gonna talk about some of the other games and some things i saw in the other games as well but while we're here we're talking the eagles um you know the 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 49ers game which is our next opponent they've got to fly here they come here you know they got to come to south philly and we said we got the number one seed everything goes through south philly all right so I saw some things yesterday, and I'm sure when I talk to some 49ers fans, they're going to have some things to say about it. It is expected, you know, but I'm not going in cocky. I'm going in confident. As for everything that I just told you about the Eagles team, everything that you've seen from the Eagles team, and still everything you've seen from 49ers team and i'm not saying that they're a slouch okay not saying that at all uh i'm just saying that i noticed some things yesterday and i was talking to a friend of mine right before i came on and i mentioned this to him as well i said although brock purdy has had solid really good actually um season in wake of their injuries i also like i did last year um i applauded their coach and i can't not applaud their coach i'm not a 49ers fan or whatever but you know doing what i do here like i always like to do i call a spade a spade i give credit where credit is due even with my own teams that i like and when they're not doing good i'm gonna talk about it And with my own teams, i'm gonna talk about it as well But I give a lot of credit to Shanahan because he, what I used to say, was he made things a lot simpler and a lot easier for Jimmy G when he did. And in essence, he did the same thing, in my opinion, for Brock Purdy. Made the game easy for him. Without really having to take a lot away from what you normally do, you kind of simplify some things. And it worked out very good for them. But getting back to where I'm going, yesterday I saw some things early in that game. And I can easily say about the Cowboys where I could see, and, you know, for sake of conversation, you can arguably say that they kind of wore down. But in in the beginning of that game, they got a lot of pressure on Brock Purdy. And just noticing what I noticed, he looked a little rattled, okay? He looked a little rattled when they were getting pressure on him if we put that situation and have it be the eagles on the other side i think the eagles can do some things and i say this because like i just mentioned i think a little bit later in that game as that game wore on the cowboys kind of wore down a little bit on defense or whatever happened dan quinn didn't keep the same style whatever Something happened and it didn't they didn't continue to get a lot of pressure on uh Purdy as they did in the very start of the game. But again, like I just mentioned about the Eagles, like the Eagles are playing with like two starting defensive lines. So it's not like you get any or you get a lack of, if any, um slacking on that front because the pressure can continue. Uh, Let's see, I I believe the Eagles can score enough on the 49ers that the defense and the Eagles' defense can get enough stops on the 49ers. Yeah, and, you know, that's that thing I always said about the Eagles. Yeah, great point, Rich. That's that thing I've always said about the Eagles, too. I said if we can just manipulate points, I've always said the defense will always keep us in it. It's just up to the offense now to, to, to sustain drives and make sure we get points. And we're to the point now... Yeah, Lonnie, that defense was tired by the fourth quarter. That's what I said. I think they broke down. One of the things about the Eagles' offense now is it's weapons. Like, you got a mean, nasty front. Top five tight end. Top five wide receiver on one side. Top 10 wide receiver on the other side. Running back who had a career year. MVP candidate at quarterback. People will definitely... Or 49ers fans will definitely argue the Debo Samuel and the Christian McCaffrey factor. Christian McCaffrey suffering from a nagging calf injury. You saw how... I won't fully say take away, but you saw how... You can play Debo and make it difficult for them to get the ball to him. I will say that. I think our overall secondary is better than the Dallas Cowboys. Overall secondary. They may have us at the linebackers. I think they got some pieces on that defensive line, but I think our defensive lines are better. And... Again, I saw like I said, I saw some things where you know the, the pressure in my opinion got to, got to Brock Purdy a little bit. Um, he still had a decent game yesterday, but I, I felt like you know it, it's kind of like you got that feeling that one of those games was coming. Um, they kind of got it together, they adjusted, and made some you know they made some adjustments, got back in that game, and they won 1912. The Cowboys had a chance in the end. We'll talk about that on the other side, if you will. Um, They, you know, like I said, it's just some things that I saw that could work in favor for the Philadelphia Eagles. And again, with the offense, I think the offense can score some points. I think they can do some things against that secondary um and i think the way that we run the ball we can loosen it up for our receivers and our tight end also one thing i do think that we will definitely need to do is we will definitely need to possibly keep a running back in on some chip plays um things of that nature so jalen doesn't have to run a lot uh 49 secondary is beatable if the eagles o line can keep hurts on yeah that's what i just said they they're beatable absolutely um Lonnie says this is the best secondary since the West Waters, Brian Douglas. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think, yeah, the Eagles, the offense, like I said, we can do some things. But, again, what I was saying is I think we'll need to um, chip, maybe have a tight end, go some double tight end to help out with the chip. Because Hufanga, when he blitzes, it seems like he times his blitzes a lot, very a lot, almost perfect a lot of times. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. The other stuff, like I said, is beatable. Um, And and I'm sure that our coaching staff, where they are right now, will see all of this and watch this tape. And I'm sure they're going to see that how pressure on Brock Purdy early in that game yesterday. If they can consistently do that, it increases our chances, I believe. I believe we have a very good chance of winning anyway. But I think if they follow the film and do what they do, and if we can get that pressure and keep that pressure for most of the game, then we have increased our chances of winning. That game and moving on to the Super Bowl. Folks, this is your boy Sports Rap D. Listen, we're going to take a quick break. First break of the day. When I come back, we're going to pick back up on this uh, 49ers Dallas game because I want to talk a little bit about Dallas. And then we'll get into the other game, the Bengals Bills game. And we'll talk a little bit about maybe even go back to that Jags Chiefs game. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, you're listening to Sports Rap right here, Heat 100 Radio. It's your boy sports Rap D again i'll be back simultaneous everybody that was on instagram I'm taking a quick break i'm coming back i'll let y'all know when i'm back and y'all should know when i'm back so enjoy a little bit of music if you hear it. laugh now cry later drake talk to y'all on the other side in just a minute again we are back for this second installment uh second half of the web podcast right here on heat 100 radio you know where to get back to facebook Power podcast llc is the group page also let's see here oh instagram and sportswrap Money's going d i'm just messing with y'all y'all know where to be shout out to everybody that came back mr Levert 216 thanks for you jumping right back in so quick Um, i'm gonna give all y'all a shout out at the end um probably do another video separate video at the end once i give everybody shout out for support because i definitely appreciate the support and all you guys tuning in and all your comments and like i said once again if you are just tuning in on instagram i can get you good instagram i see all your comments live and ready right there in front of me on facebook when you comment as you saw my guy richard drummond doing and i'll be waiting for him to come back if he's not back already please please when you comment on facebook in the group page sports Rap podcast LLC please let me know who you are and you know in your comment you can either put that at the beginning or at the end you know so i can acknowledge you like i always do and like i like to do so we're going to get back into some more of this um NFL talk some more NFL talk man and like i said i told you how i feel about the eagles against the 49ers and i mean there's going to be a lot of talk there's going to be a lot of chatter of course um, i know quite a few uh, 49ers fans like i said my partners my co-host 49ers fans another good friend two rated comedian you know he's a he's a 49ers fan a couple other people i know some other people i know are 49ers fans but that's nonetheless so you know we're gonna do what we do as fans and i'm gonna do what i do here but again like i said i just mentioned to you uh my guy mighty must be done with the gym while you're sneaking in so glad glad you can soon in though anyway um as well um you know it's going to be fun like i said it's going to be fun we got a week into it it's going to be fun so we'll see what happens um but getting back to um cool cool so now you hear here you missed the eagles talk so you're gonna to have to go back and watch that but here we go let's get back to this 49ers cowboys game yesterday um like i said I-, I told you what i saw in the 49ers and some things i saw like we like to say some kinks in the armor that, that i think could work for the Eagles. Alright? I'ma be the proper show host right now since I'm on here. I'm gonna be the proper show host. I saw some things that I feel like the Eagles can take advantage of that will help them in getting the win. Although overall I still feel like the Eagles can get the win anyway. Um I, I just feel like we are the team that's between the two, we are the team that's tougher to scheme for. And, and the reason I say that, because when you look at the 49ers, you consider they're tough to scheme for because of their coaches and the designs of their plays, and for specific players. With the Eagles, it's tough because same positions... We've got a little bit more there. So I think the Eagles' starting wide receiver duo is better than the 49ers' starting receiver duo. The tight end matchup, I don't know how to gauge the tight end matchup. Um, If you will, for sakes of argument and debate purposes, I'm going to go with the tight ends canceling each other out okay i'm gonna go there just play devil's advocate let the tight ends cancel each other out our quarterback yeah we do have a backup that could play if we really really need to but hopefully more than likely we won't need him to i don't know what the situation is on the other side because they're at their third quarterback right now so i don't know what their situation is after brock purdy on the running back sorry We've got a three-headed monster, actually a four-headed monster, because our quarterback can also be considered a running back at times. And on the defensive side of the ball, I think our corners are better. Where we are right now, I can give... San Fran the advantage at one safety spot with Hafanga because we have injuries and we now have our best safety play in the slot corner so I can give the 49ers the advantage there but I still think we can win but getting back to that game yesterday and where I'm going is where everybody's talking this morning um I've been on the brick, I was scrolling through some stuff, and I saw everybody. Stephen i I'm going to have to go back and check out what he did. And I know he, he had a magnificently fun time talking about this game um, this morning. So I have to check his stuff. And maybe I'll check what he did. Maybe I'll give some commentary on my own on what he did later on in the day or whatever. But Cowboys, <laughs> they, they did it to their fans again. I mean, I've seen social media going crazy i've seen people crash breaking tvs so this one gentleman carry his tv outside of the house slam it on the ground proceed to get in his truck and run over the tv several times and he's like jerry jones owes me a new tv i don't understand It, it it happens it's been happening since 96 so I guess you can arguably say last year's playoff win was fool's gold. This year's one playoff win was also fool's gold. Dak Prescott like Amari Cooper allegedly said that he was the black Kirk Cousins. Interceptions yesterday. Two interceptions. so you had that issue with the kicker a couple times he came through for this is why this score was so low 19 12 like the defense is played but this just shows you some of the things i said that i saw about the 49ers took him a minute to get going but when you got that pressure on brock he looked a little rattled. i'm not saying i said what i see he looked a little rattled on the other side dallas couldn't get it together on offense so we saw some struggles on both sides, on offense for both teams. Okay, but like I mentioned, when you look at the two quarterbacks and you look at their situations, Brock Purdy, we all know, Mister Development. He is he has written a hell of a story for himself this season, from when he started playing until now. He's written a he, he's written a hell of a story, and he may not be done yet. I mean, I think he'll be done come sunday but he's written a hell of a story for himself if you will you expected like i mentioned earlier you expected from what you saw him throughout the season when he had to play first playoff game whatever you were actually looking and i know i was and a lot of people a lot of mainstream media were media work too you were looking and in the back of your head on the back burner you had that he's been playing very well one of those games is coming and it might not be a complete game it might be a half but one of those games is coming and early in that game yesterday when dallas got pressure on him you could have arguably said yesterday was that game turns out that yesterday wasn't that game because that defense got worn down and and at, at some point you know they they lost um what they had, and and again, San Fran found a rhythm, and they got to doing what they do, and of course, they picked up on it, Um, and everything is everything, but what I wanted to say, though, was, just give me one second, let me grab something, I wanted to say that for the Dallas Cowboys fans, you, you folks have got to stop doing it to yourself, Um, you guys take this thing, way way too serious sometimes and i understand where you are i understand what you do and how you do what you do but one of the things you have to take into consideration you have to realize that now i'm sure you see it that mr prescott is not that guy that's going to get y'all where y'all want to go you might want to start thinking about moving on um, I got a comment from Mr. Levert, two sixteen says I feel he says he feels the Eagles got to got to play great zone against the 49ers. Uh plus the end cannot over pursue and stay outside for containment. Plus the linebackers have to play great man against their own run RBs. Yeah. You know, and I mean Hassan Reddick has to be Hassan Reddick and be all over the place like a madman, like he has been. But getting back to this Dallas thing like they do it they've done it to y'all the past several years you know i mean i can easily go and say it's been this number of years but it's been quite a few years and and, and, you know you get your hopes up and it's kind of like some of the things that people used to always say about the eagles oh they're gonna get your hopes up and y'all gonna have a great season and y'all gonna get blown out in the playoffs all right it is what it is you know and i mean and we take that in stride as the Eagles fans that we are, we take it for what it's worth. And we're going to still talk our smack and do what we do and get to it and how we get to it. So, like they say, it's a Philly thing. And this is where we are now. Right back in the NFC Championship. But, you know, with, with the Cowboys situation, you know, they lost Tony Pollard, which hurt. Uh... yeah their team has not been good since emma smith yeah you know they they all you know in a lot of ways um some not a lot but in some ways jerry jones kind of reminds me in his death organization the way he runs things kind of reminds me a little bit of how folk used to talk about the yankees back in the day when they were like Steinbrenner's just gonna buy the players he needs to win and keep winning and you can you can kind of have a debate and you can talk about it like that with the Cowboys situation where you know when they brought in amari cooper and then that didn't end well and then you know you look they brought him in this season they brought in ty hilton and like what was going on with ty hilton like he made i think one catch yesterday and then you didn't hear his name at all so you know with the coaching availabilities that are out there Um, Sean Payton being the number one on that list. The situation with the Cowboys now, again, in my opinion, I think you need to think about preparing yourself to move on from Dak Prescott. Uh, You will arguably... Lose your defensive coordinator to a head coaching job. So you'll have to replace that. You will arguably, and this is just based on how Jerry Jones has reacted over the past several years and things of that nature. Yeah, the kicker's done. Of course, yeah, thanks, Mr. DeVert, yeah, the kicker's done. He should have been done. I think there may come up an issue with the head coach, Mike McCarthy. Again, being as though Sean Payton's out there and some other names are out there, so some things will change in Dallas. Um, you know, like I said, that that the way that situation, like I said, I think I think they're to the point where they have to begin to grasp on the fact that they they may want to try to move on from Dak Prescott. It is what it is. It's just it just is what it is. Uh, on. Staying with the same note and somewhat topic, you look at the 49ers, same situation there. Um, Some things could possibly change as far as on the defensive side of the ball. D'Amico Ryans, like I mentioned earlier, said the interview with like four teams. Well deserving, um, if you will, because he's done great things with that defense. So arguably, possibly some things could change there. The Chiefs i don't know what the situation is with eric bianney where he can't get a job but they look like they may, may maintain them and the Bengals. look like they may maintain um the most stable as far as coaching staffs and and, and like somewhat immediate changes right after the season um on the eagle side of the ball possibilities of jonathan gannon being pegged for somewhere else and now, with, with whatever the way the season plays out, maybe some possibilities with Steichen, also. Uh, but you know, I, I don't, I don't know how that's going to play out. I mean, I, I kind of think, yeah, nobody wants to live big, Red. yeah, that's absolutely right. I, I think with the Eagles situation, um, like I said, there's talk. Um, i think it would definitely have to be the right situation for either one of those guys to leave and like i said i haven't heard a lot about stiking but i've definitely heard the name jonathan Gannon come up um a couple times i think it's going to be I think, I think for them it would come down to the right situation and depends on if they win it this year if they win the super bowl this year that could arguably change things as well You know, other than possibly if they don't win it, it could be just the right situation to take this opportunity because I don't know. Like I always say about that thing with that head coaching thing. It's like, listen, sometimes you got to take it because arguably you don't know if or when it's going to happen again. So some situations you got to take it. And then some situations you just don't because you don't feel it's the right thing. And again, you still look at in the mirror. You look in the mirror and you think in the back of your head, that same situation. You know, it, it, and that's a tough decision because, like I said, you got both sides of that fence. You got that side of fence is Look, is it the right situation? Will I be able to do what I do? Will I be able to have what I need to succeed? And then you also look at that situation and it's like you take it because, like I said, I don't know if or when I may get this opportunity again. So you guys have flip the coin. So with that situation, you'll see and you can tend to see how um, it plays out uh mr Levert said i wish the eagles keep that team together and just add additional talent just like the patriots did in the super bowl run right? yeah you know and, and, and i think i think that's what's going to happen because they've already begun to draft and bring in players that can replace some of our elder statesmen on that offensive line and they've been learning from these guys so the, the trend could very easily or very arguably continue with the mean, nasty, mean and nasty uh, front five and them being tops in the league, if not the top in the league. So that can continue. But, you know, now you make it a point where you you sign CJ, you resign CJ, now you got to make it a point where you got to do something with Bradbury. And I'm sure if everything is right, he'll be happy to come back, especially if they win. And, you know, you run it back with this team, and then I mean and and you forget like the Eagles still have a high fairly high first round draft pick as well. So they can only they can get even better than what they are right now. With the right moves. And again, we got candidate for executive of the year, so we know it can be done. But we'll see what happens. But again, that Dallas thing, it, it, it's real funny how they get in that situation. So moving on to Let's talk a little Bengals Chiefs. Uh, Let's see. The key is not let the top executives to break them up, just like Joe Banner and Tom Hecker did when the year. Yeah, absolutely. Talk a little Bengals Bills. Everybody in the world, including me, picked the Bills to win because they were home. I picked them because they were home, and I knew it was going to snow be a blizzard. Typical Buffalo weather. Not the case. Also, I picked Buffalo to win on the spirit um, of demar hamlin especially after that game first game they played in the playoffs after his incident uh (laughs) cincinnati went in there and took that game they did exactly what you want out of your team going into that situation knowing that more than likely they're not going to give us this game we're going to have to go and take it and they did it from the very start they were very physical with buffalo and the offense was clicking the way it was clicking buffalo so cincinnati could arguably be um a team to watch out for in this playoff run if they can get past uh the the chiefs so you look at the Chiefs on the other side of that. And you see, yeah, um Patrick Mahomes, high ankle sprain. He's gonna play. And I'm not questioning that, whatever he's gonna play. But you also saw in that game yesterday when he didn't when he came out, like I said, Chad Henney, veteran. Ninety eight yard drive, drove down for a touchdown. So again, they know what they have, so if they need to, they can go to it and win. Tough environment. Um i don't know if they can go back and beat them but they certainly have an advantage like i said with the with a slightly gimpy patrick mahomes you have a slight advantage there um in that right so folks that's it you know um nfl championships are set coming this sunday 3 p.m 49ers in south philly at the philadelphia eagles and then at six thirty, the cincinnati Bengals go in the arrowhead to face off against the chiefs Um going to move into some Sixers, some NBA talk in, in a minute um, to close this out and take us out for the day. So again, you know, great, great dialogue with everybody here from the Eagles standpoint and everything else and I appreciate everybody that chimed in um, and had their input. Uh, before we move on to our basketball segment, um, I just want to give a quick shout out. Temple U, T for Temple U University. Fight, fight, fight for the cherry and the white. For the chair in the white, you fight. Shout out to my guys down there, uh, Temple U Men's Basketball Assistant Coach Monte Ross, good, good, good friend of mine, classmate from high school, known him for a long time. Also another good guy um, that I've been associated with since I've been doing the podcast, Mark Making. Shout out to you guys on winning. Yesterday uh, was it yesterday or I think it was yesterday, but anyways, over the weekend. Shout out to them for defeating number one ranked Houston. Shout out to Temple for that. Let me let me do what I do. Got to give them some applause for that. Definitely. So there's that. Uh, So with that being said, we move in, and and I want to get to some basketball stuff. Like I said, I'm doing the Eagles gear today because it is what it is. We're coming off the win over the weekend, so I want to keep it going. But we definitely uh, have some Sixers talk to talk. They just wrapped up a Western Swing where they went 5-0 oh on this Western swing. You never... I think this is one of the best Western swings the Sixers have had in a long time. Um, It was good to see the the, 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 the wins. Uh, I'm going to run through these games for you. We're going back to January the 14th. It was a one-point win against the Jazz, 118-117. Back-to-back nights, you beat, get the Lakers, you out-edge them out, and another one-point win, all right? Completing the sweep of the Lakers for the season. Two days later, we're still in L.A. We face off against the Clippers, 120-111, another win, sweeping the Clippers' season series as well. Move on to the Blazers on the 19th, take that game, 105-95. And then finally, the Kings, who had us, Early in that game, minus Joel Embiid and James Harden, they had us. But it shows you what I've been telling you all about the people that were playing when Joel, when I'm sorry, when James and Maxi were hurt. These guys got that playing time, so they know what to do. They know where their roles are definitively now. We come back and we beat the Kings by two. Hence, five game road trip, five wins on that trip. The Sixers are actually actually eight and two in their last ten. Okay, um, moved up to second in the East, second in the conference, and second in the division with a 30-16 and 16 record. Kuzo Raji, all the way from Houston on the gram. Thanks for tuning in, Kuzo. Appreciate you. Um, Sixers, again, second in the East and in the Atlantic Division, moving up above the Knicks. I think they're like four and a half, four and a half games out. Um, I think they're a game and a half ahead of the Bucks and two games up on the Brooklyn Nets. Um, overall team stats, 15th in points per game. Got to work on this if we're going to make a deep run in the playoffs. Um, rebounds per game are 28th right now. 15th in assists and third um, in opponents points per game. Um, giving up 110 points a game, and like I said, they're averaging 114. So those are wins, um, if you will. Uh, Of course, leading the team is scoring Joel Embiid 33.6. James Harden averaging a double-double, 21.5 points, 11.2 assists. The pick and roll with Joel Embiid and James Harden is becoming a thing of beauty it's becoming something that is very difficult for teams to deal with very difficult for them to stop and i feel like it can only get better as the season goes on which is going to be great going into the playoffs um. Again, like I said, when I just gave you the stats, I do feel like we need to pick up our team rebounding, overall team rebounding needs to be picked up. But I think it will come up. I think right now, and, you know, just to add this in there, you know, there hasn't been a lot more of the talk about fire and doc now since we've been winning. But nonetheless, I'm just here doing what I do. Uh, I, I think the coaching staff has finally... Well, i won't say finally i think they're getting very very close to figuring out the rotations that will be the most successful for this team moving forward uh they moved tyrese maxey right now to coming off of the bench which i don't think is a bad thing um i was talking to a friend this morning before i came on air and we talked about that a little bit and one of the things i mentioned about that situation was that he can be on that second unit and he can be the focal scorer um, and then he you know he can also handle the ball so you can play him with shake um, you can play him with the anthony Melton, if you will but he can look to do what he does and score the ball you know i said and and this is no discredit to him because i'm basically going to tell you he did what he's supposed to do when i tell you what i'm getting ready to say he did what he's supposed what he was supposed to do he just by chance kind of fell into the starting role when we went through the situation with ben simmons because arguably if he if ben simmons wasn't being ben simmons off the court He would have arguably have been the starter. Tyrese would have been coming off the bench. But, again, he was the next best thing at that position, arguably. So he took out that position. He got that chance. And he did, again, like I said, he did what he was supposed to do. He took full advantage of it and he remained the starter. Um, And he's a very mature, humbled young man. Um, He is just here to win, um, to grow and win. Um, His maturity level is beyond his actual years as far as the number of years of his age his, his maturity level is well well beyond that and i applaud him and, and applaud his parents for that but the sixers are doing things now where you you feel like some things are starting to come together you can feel like you're starting to see some of the things that you thought you would see um coming into this off season coming into this season having James Harden here for a full training camp and whatnot you know it was ultimately unfortunately there was a small glitch um, when he got injured which slowed down the 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 pace of his cohesion with Joel but it's picking up and it's growing very very rapidly Uh, you also like I said about the net, people talk about the nets and you know we can argue days on end about this trade and who won this trade. But again, like I said several times, the same thing happens every year and they're going through it right now. KD's hurt again. And it's somewhat early, like we're just about halfway through the season. We're approaching February, trade deadline coming up soon or whatever. We don't know what's going to happen when it'll be back and whatnot, yada, yada, yada. So all in all, it's one of those things where you could easily say, I told you so, but I'm not going to do that right now. Um, again, the Sixers are, have been playing some incredible ball. Again, like I said, in that Sacramento game, they were without Joel Embiid and James Harden, their top two scorers. But again, the young kid in his role, filling in to pick up some scoring, picked it up very, very well. I think he had like 32 or 35 that night. And. Tobias Harris, okay, cuz, thanks, man. Appreciate you for checking in. Appreciate you always. Um, Tobias Harris has been playing well, too. And you know my thing with Tobias Harris. I don't think he's a bad player. I just think more times than not, he's not consistently consistent enough for me. But most recently, he's been playing pretty good. So I'm going to give him some credit. He's been playing pretty good, and I appreciate that. Um, It's a good thing for us um as the Sixers fans and it's a good thing for them as an organization. So, you know, I I think, you know, we're off um till I think like Wednesday. We're off against Wednesday. Till Wednesday. And I think this was maybe part of the reason for that rest with Harden and uh and because right now we can catch them with just Kyrie. I don't think KD will be back on Wednesday. So we played on Wednesday at the Wells Fargo Center. So you can get down there, get down there and make a lot of noise. Give Ben Simmons you-know-what if he decides to play, if he shows up and plays, whatever. But they basically got Kyrie, and we can get him. And we'll be rested. So we can get that win and get, that win and get a second win against them. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Like they were they were here earlier in the season. I was at the game earlier in the season, we got that win. So we can get another win. And then that way, I think we can pretty much um, – get a grasp on, get an upper hand on them for the season series, and it is what it is. But, you know, um, that's that. Like I said, the Sixers, you know, are doing better things. Like I said, uh, in my opinion, De'Anthony Melton was arguably the best pickup in the offseason. Um, with the with the increasing minutes now for Montrez, he's been performing um, a lot better since he's now knowing that he's going to get these consistent minutes, which I think is a great thing for him. Um, I think Doc will begin to roll Paul Reed in um, every now and again when he needs a spark. EA Fish, my guy, Sean, what's going on, homie? Uh, I I think Doc will be able to now try and figure out where he can throw uh paul reed in because paul reed will give you sparks when he can you know the other night he had like 14 rebounds i don't 14 but he let the team in rebounds and he had quite a few offensive rebounds so he brings that energy it's just a matter of finding the right spots to insert him in in games and in the lineups and things of that nature but i think doc is starting to figure that out um now and it's coming to him so you know that's the six star like i said um Second in the conference right now, second in a division. Can only get better. 30 and 16 record. And you know, people talk trade deadlines coming up. I don't think the Sixers will be making any trades um unless it's something that an offer that they can't refuse. Because of their issues with the luxury tax, I think they'll be more leaning to the buyout market, um, where they can do some things and stay, like, right where they are on the threshold of that um, tax penalty. But, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, like I said, if a deal comes across that, like, immediately increases their chances of uh, making the team better, I think it will be well thought out before it gets done, but I think it could possibly get done. Uh, But I don't think anything major um, is going to get done by the trade deadline. So, um... Let's see um who was this lee cole lee cobert nail creations thanks for tuning in um appreciate you i'm gonna wave at you anyway appreciate you thanks for tuning in um you know uh it, it's grin crazy how the sixers have increased I'm writing some stuff down here on my notes man so i can acknowledge people as i do all the time when i get off air and things of that nature but yeah six is doing pretty good um like i said it it's only going to get better in my opinion i think they may keep tyrese massey where he is coming off the bench for a little bit um and let him just go up just go out there and play basketball you know um, he looks like he's at his best when he's doing that. If, whether he, and the thing is, you know, he, he mentioned in the press conference, he said Doc kind of stresses to his guys. He said, you know, it's not important. It's not important if you're in the starting lineup. It's a little bit more important if you're in that closing lineup. And Tyrese Maxey has found himself in that closing lineup a lot. Even though he's coming off the bench, he's still playing starter minutes. So he's getting the tip, as we like to say, and he's doing this thing with it. So I'm sure all of you have heard about the issue with Ed Reed and him being um, pegged as the head coach Bethune Cookman. He blew that um, he he went the wrong route um, in his complaint. He complained about the school not being able to ratify his contract and pay him, but he kinda went public with it when he shouldn't have. I think he went on like Twitter or something. And then it ended their relationship. It didn't end pretty. Um and then after that I saw an article um uh, with Tamika Reed and Eddie George and they talked about being a coach at an HBCU. And here lately we've seen in the two I would say predominant sports, basketball and football, where we've had NBA greats, NBA legends, NFL greats, NBA NFL greats become coaches in this H, in the HBCUs. And what Tamika Reed and Eddie George were saying is that people that get these opportunities don't really understand that it's even tougher there. Because in that community it it's like a long lasting community that carries over or carries in from when these young men and women were young, where a lot of them come from somewhat broken homes or you know financially strapped homes um where in their youth, their coaches some of their coaches were like their father figures, uncle figures um disciplinarians um they even in the article, there were points when uh eddie george even said like in some of these situations the parents would be like yo you want to act up in school don't make me call your coach so that carries in to this hbcu thing where you're not only as a great in your respective sport football or basketball you're now getting looked at again as that uncle that father figure that mother figure that aunt, that uncle, that big brother or whoever, and you have to uphold this. And and it's a lot heavier. That weight is a lot heavier there than it is at a mainstream school. And and that's just kind of like what they wanted to put out there and let everybody know. And, And, you know, Deion Sanders said he had the support of Ed Reed. And Ed Reed's issue was like with the conditions of the school, you know, the gym, the facilities and all of that. And, you know, everybody's not Deion Sanders. You know, it's going to be a long-lasting story of what Deion did at Jackson State. But again, everybody's not Deion Sanders. Everybody's not Coach Prime. Everybody has to find their own niche, their own thing. And you see what it has done for Deion. And we went through that whole dialogue, wherever. And I still feel like, in my opinion, Deion is where a lot of us want him to be, where he can open the doors. For some more athletes to go to some of these bigger schools, and for some coaches to get higher jobs at some of these other mainstream schools, but again, like they said, you know that that HBCU coaching thing—they say it's a totally, totally different world, and if you're not built for it. It's no need in going into it. And again, like I said, that situation with Ed Reed and Bethune-Cookman did not end very well. You can go to my page and check the story. You can Google it if you want. But more importantly, go to the page and check it. I posted it up there so you can check it out and read the full story at your leisure. Finally, you also saw and I also posted this. There was a young man, his name is Klein Proctor, who ironically announced on Twitter that he was entering the transfer portal. Also, ironically, the pitcher in his tweet had him wearing a Savannah State uniform, and he apparently never attended Savannah State and played on the football team. So people were asking how did he enter the transfer portal. He cleared things up um, later in after the story came out, and he said, and I quote, I think it's best to clear the air. As most of you saw, I previously made a post stating that I'm in the transfer portal. I can see how this could have been very misconstrued because of the picture I chose to post. First, I want to start by saying that my intentions were never mean, were never meant to offend the program or anyone involved. Secondly, to make my intent clear, I just used the photo because it was because the actual the only actual college picture I had. And I did so to make known that my recruitment is open, End quote. He also went on to explain, um, and I quote again, I had multiple great Division One opportunities, but unfortunately my parent, who is, who is a single mother who works every day, day for her life to pay for my siblings and my future without struggling as she always has, and to make sure I am someone positive in life, wouldn't be able to afford to send me to those programs. I entered the portal so that I can live my dreams and excel in academics and sports. Now that I have cleared the air, I'm ready. Let's be great. End quote. You know? So a lot of people say, all right, he ended it. He cleared up the quote, whatever. Things of that nature. But, you know, it, it was just a funny story. And like he said, people immediately went to the actual picture and, and then were like, oh, dude, like, wait, you know? You, this picture when you're in the transport portal, how you can transport, you didn't even play there, you didn't even go there. Some of the coaches, you know, got wind of it and caught it and whatnot, but you know, it is what it is. You know, he cleared the air, so you know, we we move on, folks. Um, going to give you some scores. I used to give you scores in the beginning, but we're going to close out. We're going to give you some scores here. Uh, NBA yesterday, Pelicans, Heat, Heat take that game 196. The Raptors get up on the Knicks 125-116. Clippers get by the Mavs 112-98. The Suns outlast the Grizzlies 112-110. The Nuggets fall to the Thunder 99-101, 100, to 99, I'm sorry. The Nets get by the Wizards the Warriors uh 120-116. Lakers get by the Blazers 121-112. Uh, NHL yesterday, Devils 2, Penguins 1. Blackhawks, uh, Kings two, Blackhawks one. Uh, the Sharks get blanked by the Bruins four zip. Flyers get beat by the Jets five three at home. The Golden Knights fall to the Coyotes four one. In the NHL tonight, Panthers and the Rangers, Islanders, Maple Leafs, Sabers, Stars, Blue Jackets, Flames. In the NBA tonight, Celtics, Magic. Bucks, Pistons, Hawks, Bulls, T-Wolves, Rockets, Hornets, Jazz, Spurs, Blazers, Grizzlies, Kings. Coming up next Sunday, or coming up Sunday on the weekend, Championship Sunday, 3 p.m., 49ers at Eagles, and then 6.30, Bengals at Chiefs and Arrowhead. Folks, thank you all for tuning in. Thank every everyone that tuned in today. I definitely appreciate the support. Like I said, you know where I am. You see me live now, at SportsWrap_D underscore D on Instagram at Facebook, Sports Rap Podcast LLC is the group page there. Um, also, at SportsRap underscore D on Twitter. Folks, I need y'all to do me some solid, do me a favor. Y'all see my videos every morning. I need y'all to get over to YouTube. Make sure y'all subscribe to the channel, Sports Rap TV. Get over there and subscribe to that channel, you know. Subscribe check out the videos it's like a hundred and some hundred plus videos over there some old shows some new stuff some current stuff get over there check out the videos Um, there's also some audio up there as well get over there check out the videos click the thumbs up for the videos that you like hit that bell so you'll be notified when new content is up also you can get the audio after today on Spreaker, iHeart, Spotify most of your podcast outlets and also folks Coming soon, we got something else coming up for y'all. I'm not going to tip too much. It's still in the works. But I also wanted to say, and I posted this question. You can go back and check it out if you will. If not, you can leave me comments under this video. I have, I posed a question. And, and, you know, um, thinking about a collab with some folk. And I wanted to know how many people would come out to... And on location live broadcast for like an NBA watch. So we watch NBA games. Um, we would do a live broadcast. You can get your five minutes of fame. Talk to us about your team, about the game that's on or whatever. Just hang out with us and talk some sports. The live broadcast in a setting where it would be like a watch party podcast on location thing. If you were interested, then look. Down below, when I post a video, when I'm done. Down below. You see me now. Down below. Add your comments. Let me know if you will be If you would be interested in that, we're trying to get a gauge on what we can do next and just expanding some things and broadening out the show. Again, appreciate everybody for tuning in. It is a rainy, cloudy, dreary, chilly Monday. Be safe out there. Watch the puddles, watch the flooding. And as always, be great on purpose. I will see you all all week on social media right back here next Monday. Heat 100 Radio. Peace, y'all. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Have a great day.